one we're recording. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, um, I remember going to Burger King, I think, or McDonald's. I don't know. Back in the early 2000s, they had cracked Happy Meal toys. It's true. And we got one that was um, that was E.T., and it had a button on its back, and it would glow in like its tummy, like his heart would glow. And um, I was Those are two so distinctly different body parts, but whatever. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing. Not on <laughs> ET. I was so terrified of him that I would throw him behind, like I'd hide him behind the fridge because <laughs> I knew that that's the one place my sister couldn't get to. And she loved him. Um, and I had nightmares. So it's a great thing that 20 years later, we've watched this again and rekindled every fear i had as a child you could face your fears now though i don't know i don't feel feel? like i'm emotionally mature i still couldn't and we'll talk about that more in a minute Uh, (laughs) good evening ghouls (laughs) for all of you who uh were traumatized by various movies and tv shows as a child we've got one of those today for you Um, My name is Alec, and in my mid-20s, I discovered I was basically media illiterate, so to get caught up, I joined the Undead Poet Society, ruled by Robert. Hey. And Becca. I have a question. Why am I the one with the ET trauma? Because you're a woman. But it's International Women's Month. Mm, I don't think that changes it. Mm. That just makes me feel bad when we do it. Like, I I have to feel a little bit guilty, but... You also, should. you're you're out of your mind if you think Becca and Robert sounds better than Robert and Becca. What? I think you're out of your mind. I think you're out of your mind. <laughs> Becca and Robert. Robert and Becca. Specific No, there's a specific reason for that. Becca ends on a vowel and the uh having the two uhs on top of each other is harder to say. Robert and Becca, Becca and Robert. Um, Becca and Robert. That actually tracks. It kind of does. Like, uh, linguistically. <laughs> so if you haven't read or watched <laughs> E.T. today, uh, or if you haven't watched it yet, then go watch it, and then you'll see whether or not you also have intergenerational trauma from a children's movie like Becca does for whatever reason. Uh, and then when we're done, we're going to uh, write poetry. Like, we're going to resurrect our experiences from the dead uh, and uh, write poetry about this movie that we've... Uh, of we've watched and as you're probably aware we watched et <laughs> the extraterrestrial et my boy phones home he occasionally phones he he did it he did it for you he and he did, did it for it. me not for me though not for becca she's racist <laughs> i'm sure we all know that et is supposed to represent a certain race of people. And we're all going to say <laughs> it on three. Whatever race you assumed that was is the race against which you are racist. <laughs> and we're all going to say it on three. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Gamers. The Swedes. <laughs> Becca didn't even say hers. Swedish listeners. Oh, you didn't hear me? No. I said podcasters. Oh. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like that. I didn't say that. So you just lied on air. You know, this This is why he says Robert and Becca and not Becca and Robert. Because you can't be fucking trusted. You do this to yourself. Oh, man. I'm, Can I do the I'm summary? Change, I'm changing my answer from gamers to people named Becca. 
<laughs> Do the summary, Becca. Okay, so we actually start off on Earth with oh, these shit. little silhouetted, like hobbling creatures, and you don't really see them. And um, these little creatures—they're all just like investigating these plans and stuff at this big spaceship. And then suddenly they like hear some noises and they start running to their ship. And we see trucks and people whose faces are not shown just like flashlights and keys and stuff and they're following them around all of the little aliens get back on the ship and it flies away except for one little guy who gets left behind um, because he doesn't make it back to the ship in time and the people are looking around for him but he escapes and makes it to a shed where a little boy um who has like an older brother who has cool friends and he wants to be like them is like he finds him in their sh- in their shed and the kid you know in in alien movie fashion isn't believed that there's a little guy in their shed um but then unlike alien movie fashion he actually finds the alien again and his family sees it and they keep it in their house without well i guess the family is a strong word in this sense it's just the children who find et and they bring him back they name him et because he's an extraterrestrial um throughout the course of the movie he like starts revealing powers that he has he learns to talk um they just keep him in their house without their mom knowing for like a year almost several months it's not that long i don't know it's (laughs) it's pretty long i'm pretty sure it's like um, a week at best the course of a couple of days Nah, because it's like it's over Christmas and or not Christmas is over Halloween. Yeah, at the beginning of the Halloween uh, of the movie, they talk about Halloween, like how Halloween's well, coming up. Well, the, maybe a the month. The trauma is causing Becca's any amount perception of, time, of space time to warp. <laughs> any amount of time, they keep this otherworldly creature in their house without telling their mom <laughs> for a long time, and then the feds find him. Uh, they tr- they make a, a device for him to like call back to his people. And then in the course of, like, doing that out in the woods, they he, the, Elliot and E.T. fall asleep and um, the uh, E.T. disappears and is found, like, later, just, like, so <laughs> ill. So Looked like Ill. a skinned rabbit in the creek. They bring him home. Um, he and Elliot, who have, like, a- apparently been connected the whole time through, like, some kind of strange connection through emotion and physic like they can feel that's telepathic um they both start dying and the feds come and like quarantine their house and like do experiments and then et disconnects from elliot and supposedly dies but then in a moment where elliot is saying goodbye et starts to glow and we find out that it worked and he makes it back home and they say goodbye and he he goes back. He phones home, and they come, and they get him, and he goes home. Hopefully, most of the viewers have seen this movie. I'd seen parts of this movie growing up. I had never seen the whole thing as an adult. But there are still a few plot points upon which I'm not super certain of, and maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention when we were watching it. Um, but, like... Like... So he dies. <laughs> like, E.T. straight up dies on the table. Mm. Uh, like, despite, like, eight 
doctors being around, like, trying to, like, resurrect him. And then he's just, like, not? Like, did they do something? Like, it, was there... I, like, no, it was the... Was, or was ahead, it literally okay. just the power of friendship? No. No, he, so he phones home, and he's... Because he's dying, and he dies, I think it's just, like, a... Like, he, his heart rate was so slow that they didn't know he wasn't actually dead, or he was, like, on the brink of death. And then his family gets closer, and they can connect to him, and then he comes back. Oh, so it's the proximity of his family yes. that like resurrects him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that makes more sense than I thought before. Um, and also, did anyone catch why his dad isn't around? The the nope. not ET's I mean, father, the, just, the child. Sep- his mom said that they separated. <laughs> they, they were separated, but oh, in okay. the beginning, she starts talking about like she's on the phone with him, says something about him being in Mexico or something. I don't know. Um. It was kind of loud. I couldn't hear it very well from where I was in the house at the time. Yeah. I don't think it's very thoroughly explained. It's not a super... It's just kind of like a... Hot Dad's take? There. This movie was like, okay. Mid. Super okay, mid. Like, I, I don't know why <laughs> I don't I, know why it's like so fucking lodged in like... They rate, it's rated 99% our consciousness. as on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? One of my one of my questions like, in my notes that I wrote down was, why is this such a beloved movie, do you think? I have like, I have a few things that I think, it's definitely the time it came out because it came yes, out just 100%. after Star Wars. Um, it's, a, it's a Spielberg film. Spielberg mania. And he knows how to get into people's heads, obviously. Um, I, I have been trying to figure it out my whole life, obviously. Do we want to get into my trauma with E.T.? Let's do it. <laughs> I think okay. it's a good human interest It's time story. for that. It's time. Um, Welcome, ghouls, time. to the uh, therapy section of the podcast. <laughs> this is where we're going to go, the psychoanalysis section of the podcast, where we go into my deepest fears. So as a child, um, when I was like, I want to say like five or six, we watched E.T., um because my dad loved et my dad was a kid when this came out and he was he was like elliot's age maybe a little bit older um and that demographic of people in my experience have been the ones that love et the most so it's like it was a really fantastical movie for them like a moment so he wanted to share it with me when i was like getting or i guess my brother was that age so he wanted to share it with all of us and um i was genuinely terrified of et like like genuinely and sincerely (laughs) unhinged i was so scared of et and um i don't know if it's because the noises he makes i just like scared the shit out of me they are really scary or they're they're very startling and unsettling the way they mix it too is his screams are so fucking loud they're They're loud no wonder he's terrifying you know what i mean because you're blowing (laughs) out your fucking eardrums when he like extends his neck i literally cannot like it's it's giving me a physical response right now my body is going into fight or flight mode right now (laughs) and it it doesn't know what to do because there's nothing actually to physically fight but i'm terrified you know this is really hurting my feelings because me and et aren't dissimilarly shaped we have you know you don't have a long ass neck (laughs) well maybe i haven't shown it to you because i'm afraid that you're gonna judge me (laughs) um so there's that and like I think when they see him in the river, when he's like all <laughs> sickly, that 
made me cry as a kid. I went and hid in my room. I didn't know how the movie ended because when it got to that point, I I ran away and I locked myself in my room. Every time that, um, the, the, I, that picture has been used for that classic age-old <laughs> meme, uh, when you nut but she keeps sucking, and that, that is a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the the pictures that they it's use heinous. it's and so as soon as i saw it i wasn't prepared <laughs> to be shot back into fucking middle school memeage um so there's that and then my sister and i um even though we've had the same exact upbringing she has like she loves her whole life she has loved like weird things like that I her favorite movie was signs as like a four-year-old child <laughs> um i couldn't watch signs i literally that's, that's wanted to be I next to my that. mom while she was watching signs and i just sat there and covered my eyes for two hours i just covered my eyeballs and sat next to my mom why i didn't leave i can't tell you um her favorite movie was signs we watched et and she fell in love with et um we talked about um, what was it? V8. Robert, you said yeah, that yeah. you liked V8 because of E.T. My sister similarly loved V8 because there were other reasons, but like this was a big one. She was like, they have V8 and E.T. And um, <laughs> real V8 so stand. she really loved it. I don't, I think my brother was just really neutral about it, but I was terrified. And then years later, like 10 years later, I was like in high school. My dad was like, do you remember how scared you were of E.T.? I'm like, don't remind me, dude. It's always there in my brain. Um, like I, I told you guys at the beginning of the story about the so little E.T. doll. She was, my sister loved it. And I just like, like three inches high. I was terrified of that thing. Oh, and I had one of those too. So much like that a little I, E.T. doll. Yeah, it's like Did a little plastic Did he have the extendable thing. neck? Probably, I don't know. It was just from McDonald's or Burger King. But I hid it behind the fridge <laughs> because I didn't like it. But then I freaking sabotage myself because then i knew it was behind the fridge so i didn't want to go over to the fridge and i was scared of going to the crack between the counter and the fridge because i knew who was back there damn early and... signs of mental illness <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy I... and um so we watched it again when i was in high school and i just was like still just so unsettled but i was i was like 15 or 16 i was like i can't show them that i'm scared of this still and i just was like i don't want to <laughs> I can't yeah. do this. But then we watched it the other day uh, for for this, and, and I... she was weirdly attracted to it, guys. I don't, <laughs> don't let her tell you anything else. It was strange to watch her watch it. I was like <laughs> vomiting. I was like, "Please get me out of here! I don't want. I don't want to be here. It hurts so bad. I hate him. Oh, he's so when he's dressed up and he's got the wig on and stuff. Peak horror for me. So here's scary. the interesting thing too is that it's obviously a children's movie marketed towards yes. children's or at least family. And there is a way to design aliens to be cute sure. and to appeal to children. You know what I mean? It's It's been done before. Think, I don't know, like Stitch from like Lilo and Stitch yeah. or something, you know? E.T. Um, <laughs> e. is fucking ghastly. Horrifying. <laughs> like, Absolutely and he, horrifying. And he gets I mean, worse throughout the movie. <laughs> evidently, like, it worked because, like, my dad and his generation obsessed. Oh, I mean, they it's all a, love it. And uh, when it came out, it was the highest grossing film of all time. Exactly. Like, it's such <laughs> it, it made a so huge much money. Movie. And, like, I think 
E.T. should be remembered because it was kind of like, uh, it's a landmark film as far as like uh, absolutely pivotal um, marketing, especially um, the Hershey Company profits rose sixty five percent during mm-hmm. the uh, or as a result of the Reese's Pieces Reese's like product placement. Much. Yeah, sixty five percent it rose, and so I think that it should rem- be remembered for that kind of a thing. But as far as like everything else, Here's- it was just kind of mid. Like, as far there, as quality, so there were a couple things that I really liked. But you go ahead, Alec. We'll get say what you're going to say. We'll get into the things. It, it, like. The quality was really variable for me. There were uh, there were segments or sequences that I thought were really good. Like the, like the initial. Uh, like, like when you don't really know what E.T. is yet and you've got like the men who are like searching through the forest and it's just barely like dodging them like through like the ferns and you know what I mean? It's really good filmmaking. And there are other points too, like the, like the chases, um, or, uh, like when the, like the feds are like setting up the biohazard laboratory throughout their house. Um, like there are, there are big sequences, especially where, uh, like before, like like w- when the adults still are like shadowed in silhouettes and you don't really know who they are. They Love just that. feel like intimidating and menacing. So All good. of that, I feel, is really, really Great good. choice. But more often, you have these long stretches with just E.T. and the kids. And I just didn't really like either of them <laughs> that much. Like the kids aren't that likable for me personally. Like they're, they're like very they're yelly. really whiny. Let, let yeah, really whiny, really yelly, um, very possessive and just like really shouty you know i wanted uh, to this was actually something that i liked about that the kids were shouty and whiny no um something else it was about the kids though so in the beginning of the movie we have elliot and his older brother i can't remember his name and then we have the little drew barrymore um the the older brother and his friends are all playing and they don't want elliot to play with them because he's the kid and they make him go get the pizza and he drops it and no one picks it up at any point. <laughs> like it was still in the box. It was fine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess thought... when I when I say that this movie's mid, I feel like that's an average. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, right. The like like the like the good parts bring it up and the bad parts bring it down. Or not bad, but just parts that I didn't like as much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I say mid in general, that's like the aggregate score across. Sure. There were some sequences that were really good and but then just long I... stretches where I'm just like uh, tired of it. I don't know. So what I really liked though was that um you have the beginning with the brother and his friends and they're like kinda mean to Elliot. But then, like, he's not... It doesn't stay that way. He's, like, not... And I wrote this in my notes. It was, like, he's not a shithead. He's just an older brother. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah. in most yeah. 80s films, like, this time... Like, the, the brother is, like, physically and sometimes sexually abusing the younger children, you know? Like, mm. it's so problematic about, like, 80s films and the the older sibling trope. And they're, like, genuinely, like, menaces. Like, like not just, like, oh, he's a menace. Like, genuinely, like, you're you're doing harm to another human being that will never go away. But this older brother was just like an older brother to me. Like he getting annoyed with his little brother because he's like, I'm trying to be with my friends, bro. Like go away, go get pizza. Like that's normal. That's a normal human being reaction. I almost want the older brother to be the main character. He was so much better than I thought he was going to be. Like, I don't know. I, like I said, I've seen this movie before, but I was so, (laughs) Uh, you know, concerned with my own survival at that point that I didn't <laughs> want to like. Becca was. Uh... <laughs> I couldn't pick. I could not follow the story. I don't. I didn't remember anything from this movie. I've seen it like 
one time all the way through and then as a child and all i remembered was how much i hated et um like physically as the the creature um i yeah so that was like the the biggest thing that i one big thing about the the story that i really liked was that the brother felt like a brother he didn't feel like a dickhead and then the thing that you mentioned as well alec about the the silhouetting the adults faces until the the point where they really just needed to show the faces and the first face they show is keys um the detective guy i don't know he's not really a detective i don't know what he is but um he i really liked his character more than i thought i was going to i like thought that he was the bad guy the whole time and i mean i think you're supposed to think he's the bad guy the whole time but then he ends up being like a foil for Elliot, which is wild. Like not at all what I was expecting. Was he just like becomes him and it's it's like symbolic in a way that like he was looking his whole life for ET and then ET latched onto Elliot and so it, he it's like it almost felt like Keys was the grown up version of Elliot. And I think that's what we're supposed to think of it. I don't know. But um that was a twist that I was not expecting. And I I hope it was intentional, you know? Because I feel like it's a Spielberg film. It's got to have some depth. Yeah. <laughs> not just like a creature that well, an, of nightmares, you know? And <laughs> you mentioned it, you know, bringing up like it's a Sp- Spielberg film. I think brings up one thing that I did appreciate about it. And that was the fact that it was, it did feel very... I don't know, like, of the time, like, I like, I like kids on bike movies, you know, Steven Spielberg kid movies. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a spot for it, Super 8, Stranger Things. Yeah, this movie, yeah, I know? like that, and, like, those vibes were there, you know what I mean? There was a lot of great vibes, um, and I don't know, you can, I feel like you can tell that this movie was special to Spielberg. Obviously. I, I read somewhere that he, like, had an imaginary friend that was an alien when he was a kid that, like he used to so cope. this is like a what if like, well it, it was more like it he used real. it to cope when his parents were getting divorced mm. um yeah. oh damn and so um he like when he was working on raiders of the lost ark he was kind of like really far away from all his family and friends and it kind of reminded him of the alien that he like his alien imaginary friend, and that's where this movie came from. And I, really I, I don't know, like I, that makes me like the movie a little bit more. Thinking of it in that context, where it's like, or that context, you know what I mean? It, it's like wish it fulfillment makes me in that like, way. Makes me like the idea more, but I still sure, yeah, exactly. Like I'm glad that ET meant so much to him, and that that alien friend was like, like that's really sweet. I, can't, it's not for me, buddy. I'm sorry, Steve. Also, if it's, that uh, if, if that's bad. what your alien friend looked like, you got issues, my friend. Like, Trauma. well, I mean, I'd be really interested to learn how it was me? designed and by who. Like, it was it completely Spielberg, or did, like was he informed by somebody or something? Like, well, actually, it, it, the there's like some pretty serious allegations of like plagiarism involving this movie. There was like From some what? yeah, some script that, like was going around when like Spielberg was in high school. So I I don't know if I believe it or if I feel like, I I don't know how Spielberg would have seen this script because he was a child when it happened. It was called like the alien or something like that. Um, And it's a, there's a lot of really uh, clear parallels, (laughs) but I think that's just because it's this kind of movie. It's not a complicated story. No, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, it, how many movies are there out there where, like, the alien comes and he's misunderstood, but the kids help the alien? You know what I mean? Because, like, where the adults because can't. Children, because children, that's the whole point, is that they're not tainted by society's, like, rejection yeah, exactly. and prejudices and stuff. That's the whole point. Did this... this like, the secret is, of is Nim, this movie... or not secret of Nim, the last Nimmy or whatever, I can't remember what it's called, or, like, the... And now I've just lost every alien movie. But yeah, that's how it is, you know? <laughs> like, every alien movie with children is going to have the same exact story because how can you not? Yeah. Is is E.T. one of those movies? Or did E.T. create this trope and the other movies are doing an E.T.? I'm not sure. I mean, like, the what, alien... Do you know what the chronology the, is? The script that they accuse him of plagiarizing came out in, like, the 60s, I think. Like, late 60s, early 70s. So, um, I mean, that one, at the very least, was first. <laughs> so... But yeah. Um, also, did you guys know there was going to be a a film, or I mean, a film, a sequel? <laughs> Stop. Yeah, they wrote an entire script for it, but then I, and I wrote this down e because this is a weird thing to say on Spielberg's part. He didn't want to do it because it would do nothing but rob the original of its virginity, and I think that's a weird oh. fucking thing to say, Steven Spielberg. That's <laughs> a weird thing to say about a kid's movie. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it kind of it feels bad because E.T. is such a phallic, phallic? creature. I know. Like, why did they yeah. choose that? <laughs> I have a feeling that it's symbolic in a way. Yeah, I don't know. But there was also a holiday special. Is E.T. a puberty metaphor? Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. It extends. It's all wrinkly. <laughs> hairless. <laughs> Stop. The fingers literally look like dicks. They do. And that's the thing that, like, what we were talking about earlier, like, why did you pick this thing that is so fucking, like, gross and just, like, phallic and, like, so resembling genitalia? Like, what? who who decided that? (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. Makes me uncomfortable. But on next episode, (laughs) we're actually doing the holiday uh, reunion special for uh, E.T., so... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I had another question or another thing that I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Just that, Robert, you said that he was friend-shaped, and I was like, no, he's not friend-shaped. <laughs> well, it depends on your preferences. It depends on your preferences, <laughs> sure. Um, isn't it weird that uh, we did Scream, I guess it was two weeks ago when this comes out, and which has Drew Barrymore, and then this movie also yes. has Drew Barrymore as I a child. I was thinking the same thing wild strange also elliot the or the kid who plays elliot uh is the dad from the haunting of hill house netflix series and the um, uncle in bly manor yeah the the uncle and yeah the dad in midnight mass and who is he he... in midnight club i don't know if he was he was in it he might have been in one of the oh you're he was in one of the uh like uh short short stories short stories from that so Mm -hmm. apparently him in uh Mike Flanagan. Besties. Besties. He's in the Mike Flanagan verse. But, yeah. I don't really Overall. have much to say because it was just kind of meh for me. Mm. It was kind of boring, to be honest. With, I mean, I had I have a lot of like uh, personal memories with like E.T. stuff from as a kid. Like he said, the V8 thing, like... I used to think I loved V8 because of this movie and like I loved Reese's Pieces and I had my E.T. toy and like I have a lot of those like childhood memories with this movie but watching it as an adult like you know 20 years removed 
I was just like, man, this movie was not hit. I don't like. Well, <laughs> and it's just really interesting because it it goes back to that idea of the um, the thing we were talking about. We, I don't know when we talked about it last. Just when that, I think it was when we talked about Scream, the guy who said that like, the the Redditor <laughs> who said to you that like, um, <laughs> movies could never be art because blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I feel like E.T. E.T. is art, you know, like whether or not we think it de- deserves like a certain rating or, or um, I don't know to be viewed with a critical eye really i don't think it's saying that much but it was so extremely influential you talked about at the beginning like how the reese's pieces skyrocketed and that's like such a a notorious thing from this movie is like oh yeah you know et skyrocketed the the sales for reese's pieces or um it changed the way children viewed aliens or like i don't know um just is such a beloved movie for so many people and um i think it has to be considered forever for what it's done um whether or not it holds up for us in 2023 as people in their mid-20s or late 20s now that's gross but um (laughs) like i don't know it's it will forever be a very special movie for my father you know, and for yeah. a lot of other children, th- like people our age that watch it when they were children or even um, grandparents showing their children today who will grow up in 20 years and talk about like, oh, have you ever seen E.T.? Or, um, I mean, it's forever going to be a symbol like uh, the the bike in front of the moon. You know, that's never that's no one's image. going to forget about it. Yeah, and, yeah that's good imagery. Um, so I think it, it has to be considered for that forever. Um, yeah, whether I mean, or not we thought it was a great movie or um, if it said anything or if it terrified you to your very core, um, it has to be <laughs> considered forever. Well, I think we're just we're spoiled with like uh, media like that are telling the same story. Like, I think that Lilo and Stitch is a better movie than this. Hands down. Dude. You know I've what I mean? It, it, it's a very recently. similar. It holds up so well, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that we're, we're just spoiled with like this movies, the premise of this movie is so popular, um, that we got a lot of versions of this that are a little bit more geared towards people of our age. And because of that, E.T. kind of falls flat for us a little bit, but when it came out, it was, you know, pretty foundational. And, uh, you know, as far as like special effects and stuff go they weren't super great but like for the time i'm sure they were amazing i mean i know they were because they were they was nominated for like five academy awards or something like that i can appreciate the performance like of the people that actually did the puppeteering yeah for et like it's it's pretty crazy and he's a pretty like articulated very complex looking thing um and yeah what i I don't know. Something that I have been thinking this whole time. And it's weird because I'm objectively wrong, given the history of this movie and how successful we know that it was. But if it, let's put ourselves in an alternate timeline and you're pitching exactly this movie to me and you say that the alien's name is E.T. because it's like the extraterrestrial, I'd be like, 
well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. can't you give him like a like a cooler name? Like an abbreviation just feels like a little lazy, you know? Um, and again, I'm objectively wrong. <laughs> this like everyone knows what ET is. It's extremely memorable. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know if like if we're in an alternate timeline, <laughs> I would not be jazzed about that pitch. Yeah, I think an earlier version had him named Buddy. Um, that is worse than et yeah, in my it, opinion i think it is worse than et but i don't know why yeah i could see that i don't i think don't know i feel like i feel like et is better than just calling him the extraterrestrial or alien yeah but i feel like i think know? it should have a name with like like an something a little name. bit more clever but i, I feel like that's something that a kid would name it at that time you know i don't feel <laughs> like that's too far asses. off like a kid um, um a fun little anecdote about my sister um you found it when we were (laughs) when we were kids um around the same time that we were watching et we were allowed we wanted fish so we got a fish tank (laughs) and our mom let us pick out fish i fucking love this (laughs) i got two like striped little uh, they weren't angel fish i don't even know what they were they were tiny and i named them snake and tiger um because their patterns reminded me of a tiger and like I liked snakes. I thought it was a hardcore punk <laughs> girl thing. But my sister got three guppies. Couldn't figure out what to name it, name them. I was throwing out names for her. And she's like, no, I'm going to name them. Looks around the room. Three things that she sees. Quarter, flower, bookshelf, <laughs> period. Every single time she had fish, they would die and she'd just replace it and not name it something new. She would name it bookshelf, quarter, or flower. And, um, <laughs> Their titles. So, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like a child. I feel like a child would name it E.T. Like, especially if that's something that they're, like, thinking about. is like, oh, the extraterrestrials. They A child would name it E.T. You know? They wouldn't be like, oh, let's think of, like, an actual good name for you. Because they can't. They're not capable of that yet. They would name a bookshelf. You know? Bookshelf's a great fish name, though. It's a great fish name. If I get a fish, I'm naming it Bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, cool. Um. um you heard it here, folks. Et is mid. <laughs> speaking of mid, I'm, I'm going to give it a two point five for a letterbox. That literally mid. Oh, we do have to do this, don't we? Literally yeah, yeah. right in the middle. 2.5 feels about right. Let's see. Logging in on Letterboxd. Letterboxd. I want to find like a funny review from it. Too. I know. Because I guarantee you it's in there. I know that someone else is terrified of it as I am. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like... That doesn't feel... I don't know unique really like it feels like a common thing here's the thing i was scared of puppets and like people in costumes um i didn't like to sit on santa's lap terrified me even though that's like a human in a costume you know that's not like a like a like chuck e cheese i i cannot describe to you the fear the terror that i felt at seeing chuck e cheese whenever like he would come out i would run back because he's not allowed to go to the food court area so i would go back to the food area where my parents were and i'd hide underneath the table so that because if he saw me i knew he was coming for me (laughs) 
I, I could go on for that. I've got stories. <laughs> he grabbed my foot one time because I was running away from him, got my sock, jumped to the ball pit. Terrifying. Bad times. Followed you, making his horrifying noises. <laughs> um, He's just a dude, you know? But, like, I was terrified. I was so scared, bro. All right, so I've got it at 36 under Mad Max and above 7 Samurai. 33 for me. Uh, actually, maybe. Mm, mm. Yeah, 33, just below Watchmen, just above Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I'm putting it above Quantumania, underneath Pan's Labyrinth at 39. Mm. One of the most recent uh, letterbox reviews is that guy is a little freak. <laughs> oh my god! They're so right, bro. He's a little freak, bro. <laughs> that guy is a little freak. I don't like the con- I don't like the implication on that though. I yeah. mean, his fingers are freak. dicks, bro. He a little freak. He a little freak. <laughs> That's uh-huh. great. Who was the yeah. username on that one? Let's shout him out. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> underscore Chloe underscore. And that was reviewed six days ago. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's watching E.T. other than us? Why are you watching Girl, this, Chloe? They have a, a podcast where they're doing the same thing that we're doing. <sighs> Let's go find them out. I'm going to make a secondary podcast where we review the episodes of this podcast. Oh, that sounds <laughs> great. I'd love that, actually. All right, let's do some poems. Insert fast-forward noise. Uh, (laughs) Who wants to go first? I never go first. I'll go first. It is Women's Month. It is Women's Month. Okay. Um. All right, I really um reached into my soul for this one. So. (laughs) All right, here we go. Where do you hide from an idea? Is the darkness underneath your bed enough to envelop you, to cloak you, enough to shield you from the inanimate? Disfigured and magnified, a grotesqueness amplified. How do you run from a creature so beloved? An alien terror that fills your ribcage and fills you with a fear that makes your stomach glow. Its craning neck and supple fingers reaches for your hiding spot, spans four decades and 5,000 miles, and swallows you whole from the comfort of your own home. Damn. I had to mute myself. It's trauma, bro. I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, thanks. You're so afraid of this guy. I'm so scared of him. You're so afraid. You're afraid of this little freak. He's a little freak, bro. He's a little freak for real. (laughs) He's a freak for real, bro. Oh, goodness. All right, I'll go next. Okay. Childhood tastes like V8 and Reese's Pieces. And though I've never, I've never pedaled my bike in front of the moon, I know what it feels like. Now, I'm reduced to a silhouette and jingling keys, trying desperately to bring the flowers back to life and a phone, into phone home. Thank you for not communicating pure primal fear to my cerebellum. <laughs> the one that I have, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, it's not the best work I've ever done, but it's whatever. Um, the keys, the keys, the keys, dangling, jangling, face in the shadow light, features just out of sight. 
Racing, tracing, footprints in the darkness, double pitch, call, friends of frenzy, madness, lights of the torches, cutting through, budding through, the glow of a heartbeat, the wail of one left behind, searching, searching, never found, homesick phone call, lit by light, frenzied friends, a boy rides his bike to the moon. Mm. Nice. I like the uh, rhyming. Thanks. And the alliteration. I didn't like the rhyming. A little bit alliteration. Mm. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Well, well, there you have it, ghouls. We just watched <laughs> a movie called The Alien. I mean, E.T. Buddy the Alien. <laughs> you guys are aware of uh, Mac and Me? Yes, I was right? just about to say that. <laughs> Mac and Me? <laughs> uh, Robert. <laughs> oh, oh the, the, the fucking, what's his name? The Paul the talk Rudd. guy. The- yeah. The McDonald's uh, version of E.T. <laughs> the Wish version of and E.T. The, and, and the Mac, Mac is even worse than E.T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks horrible. I don't because know. at least E.T. is competently name done. Too. Yeah. What's the Conan? He does it on Conan, right? I think so. so for for girls who don't know, Paul Rudd will <laughs> go on to Conan's show when he's doing like press junkets for like all of his movies. And then he will tell conan that they have a video for like to promote whatever he's doing and then instead of playing the promotion video they play this clip from mac and me of an alien like he's in a like a grocery cart or is there no, like a stroller it's, the, it's a, a wheelchair, a wheelchair. wheelchair. The yeah it's a wheelchair the main character's wheelchair bound yeah yeah and, and like <laughs> flying down a hill and like going off of a goes cliff into the lake. yeah it goes into the lake <laughs> and it gets it every single time every single time <laughs> there's there's a great compilation i'm sure there's a Wonderful. million of them on youtube mm. do yourself a favor and go watch them because they're, if you they're haven't amazing already <laughs> anyways next week we're going to be doing the last of us yeah, hbo's the last of us. show that's based on the game um if you weren't aware that that's what that is <laughs> but um, i can't decide I'm really, if the really, game really or the show is more mid me too so i really liked it we i had will... so much fun so go ahead and if you haven't watched it um watch that and if you haven't listened to the podcast a companion podcast it, it does is, have a companion it's so good very and good we'll talk about that too. we'll talk a lot about it next time um so go do your homework for that and we look forward to it yep next time good night good love you i don't eat any strange candies you find in a barn bye ET stands for extra tasty. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>